real problem, Mr. Grey Wolf Torstad, better known as Wolf. She knew it down to the stitching on her boots. Why had he left the train and his job as wagon master? She thought she understood the answer to that, too, thanks to a conversation with an Indian scout. Wolf had felt a call to return to the land of his mother, an Aglala Sioux who died when he was a youth. However, understanding and agreeing were two entirely different things. She wished she understood all the scout had said. But if she dug deep enough, and she did that only in the still hours of the morning before the rising sun dimmed the starlight, she knew the real question. Why? Why had he left her? Thanks to that one embrace they'd shared, she'd dreamed of more. More embraces, perhaps a life together. After all, she didn't take embraces lightly, not when they made her breathless. Seemed like his had. She let her head drop forward like a heavy blossom on a slender stalk. Why had he left? Meshack was entirely too perceptive. Aunt Agatha would be on her back next. Keeping her feelings from her nosy aunt would take some doing. Pious, Upright, southern to the smallest bone, Aunt Agatha would definitely not approve of the direction her niece's thoughts were taking in regard to a half-white, half-sue man named Wolf. No matter how much Agatha had changed since the early days of Springfield, with these woman-man thoughts, Jessie Lynn was seriously transgressing. Jessie Lynn forced her head upright and a smile to her lips. Wolf was a moot point anyway. He'd left the train, left her, and all she had to do was keep her sights on Oregon. Am I not sufficient for thee? At the gentle reminder, she shook her head. Of course you are, Lord, but you know what I mean. I, I thought maybe, okay, I don't know. The sigh came from the balls of her feet. He's a good man, and I hope and pray he will be happy up there with his mother's people. She glanced ahead to see that Meshack now rode beside the McPherson wagon. Something Mrs. Mack said made him throw his head back and laugh, a hearty laugh that said more about the man than the joke. Meshack laughed a lot more on the trail than she'd ever heard him laugh at Twin Oaks. His body-shaking laugh drew in others like bees to blossoms. One would have to be carrying a huge lump of a heart to not laugh along with Meshack. Jessie Lynn saw it all and tucked it away to ponder later. Is this what freedom did to a man once enslaved? He'd told her once that Christ set him free long before she did, but she knew she witnessed the change. Do others see that joy in me? The thought made her flinch. The last three days had been particularly empty of any emotion that bore even a fleeting reminiscence of joy. Sorry, she said aloud and shook her head as she flipped a glance heavenward. Praise ye the Lord. Meshach had read that in a psalm the night before. She'd heard it with only half an ear. She had a feeling God would rather she not only heard, but did as he commanded. She could hear her mother, too. No better time to change than right now. Oh, mother, such wisdom you had. What would you say to all this that's gone on? Master Jesse? You all right? Benjamin, another of her former slaves, looked at her out of the corner of his eye, as if afraid of intruding, but caring enough to want to know. Yes, I'm right as a June bug. 
Jessie Lynn flashed him a smile that she'd dredged up somewhere out of her middle. You want to drive a while? She grinned at the rolled-eyed look he gave her. She knew he'd rather ride than drive any day, just like she would. Yes, sir. His sigh made her smile again. I go tell Miss Agatha. He turned his horse and rode to the wagon behind hers. Jesse Lynn had become Jesse instead of Jesse Lynn, and Sir or Suh or Marsa to her family to keep them all safe when they were forced to leave Twin Oaks near Midway, Kentucky. When Benjamin returned, Jesse Lynn woed the oxen and leaped to the ground, her feet sending tingles up to her knees. She swung easily into the saddle and waited while Benjamin climbed up on the wagon seat and hooked the oxen forward. The wheels creaked in protest, one of the oxen bellowed. Jesse Lynn dropped back to the end of the wagon train and crossed to the north side. No one had reported the Indian shadow.